Oh, we recording? Man, we're fucking recording. We are recording. We are fucking live. (laughs) You sound like you are excited. I am. I am excited, dude. I rewatched the episode. I took so many damn notes. I can't wait to just spit so many fucking facts. We're about to have a history lesson at some point in this episode. I thought you were about to say I took so many damn drugs. (laughs) (laughs) No. (laughs) No, no. I the audience will I have can't. to catch on if if that I ever can't. happened. The audience will just have to catch on on my mannerisms if that ever actually happened. <laughs> We're high on anime. We, we, we really are high on anime. And I, I, I don't know why you came with so much energy. It's like goddamn Monday. <laughs> so? Well, I'm not... Fuck the whole conception of like, oh, Mondays. Fuck. Nah, nah. I mean, what, do what do you mean? What do you mean the conception? <laughs> it's it's a proven fact that Mondays are terrible. Uh, n- proven yes. by research. Yeah, I mean you're not wrong, but I want to change that. So we're coming in with that damn energy, Chris. All right, I ain't hearing it. Well, we're not here to talk about Mondays, are we? Today we're here because this is a Taku Street, and we're here to talk about. Um, otaku shit? Yeah, exactly. Otaku shit. And, and streets. And streets <laughs> and stuff. So uh, we, we love anime and uh, we're here to talk to you about uh, said anime that we're watching and uh, video games and everything surrounding Japanese culture. So without further ado, let's get all into it. Yeah, Adam, didn't you want to talk about like a video game? What? Did you have one in mind? Uh. Yeah, so we'll we'll get into the actual show that we're that we're watching week by week in just a couple minutes. But before we do that, um, so you know it's not very otaku, but Resident Evil Eight just dropped, right? And that's uh, I I never myself played Resident Resident Evil Seven, but I've watched several people play it. Um, I don't I don't know about you guys if you like watched anyone play or played played it yourself or yourselves but uh, uh Alexis played it. She did? Oh well yeah she she's she's a Resident Evil fan. Period. Oh okay. Oh there so, you go. We haven't played eight yet though, so I'm I'm excited to hear your, your thoughts. Well yeah, yeah. So I um you know I haven't played Resident Evil in a long time. Uh, I didn't play the remake of two or three, but I did watch them on YouTube. Classic, I know. But Anyways, so I bought it yesterday and I started playing. I played it for like an hour, maybe an hour and a half. And uh, yeah, that's a, I can definitely see why people like the the remake, not the remakes, but like the rebooted uh, games. So I'm not, I don't want to like get it, get into it because like, you know, play it yourself. But then also that's all I've wanted to do all day and I haven't played it yet today and I'm really upset. So, but it's okay because we're taking care of business. I've seen like a walkthrough of Resident Evil 7 and it's, I can see like, I definitely see the appeals like scary, but it's also very entertaining. And I guess mm-hmm. there's more like a story or more like an adventure to it. While like, for example, I think I was like replaying maybe Resident Evil 4 or 5. And then it just doesn't, I mean, yeah, there's a story, but it definitely seems more of like an action-y type game rather than like a horror, like adventure. Like you're trying to figure out like a whole mystery going on. So you probably played five because five is the one that's really action-y. Okay. Then maybe five then. So, all right, let's, let's kind of get into this for, this will be our, our little video game bullshit banter for the start of this episode. Uh, You know, Resident Evil one, two, and three were like really heavy on like, you know, uh, there's no moving camera or anything. It's just like the camera's in the corner and you're like, literally, yes, it's like tank controls and the controls were god awful, but it was cool back in the day to see just zombies in the video game. And uh, of course, that's kind of been driven into the ground and that's why they did the whole reboot thing, among other reasons. But um, those were like the scary games and stuff and then all the other in-between games. And then four was the first Resident Evil that I bought Um on, I mean, it came out for GameCube, but I played it on PS2 and uh, kind of changed the, the whole uh, like vibe of it. And that was really good. That was that was a great game. Um, it doesn't age well, though. I will say that if you try to go back and play it now, it is an infuriating experience. Um, but 
you're yeah you're so you're probably talking about five or even six because six is where it went through the roof with like the action bullshit literally chris redfield was in a volcano and punched what looked like a five-ton boulder with his fists and it like rolled off a off cliff into the volcano that's that's what resident evil turned into yeah, a goddamn anime show it really was ridiculous but oh, by, by the time they got to six it was like what is actually going on and then seven came out and then it was like okay okay i, I can get behind the first person and seven scary as shit by the way and i'll get to a, a little bit of my uh resident evil seven story here in a little bit but um i just wanted to comment that we we did play the resident evil 8 demo so mm. i i got a little bit of the the taste of it and from what i played i do like it like I'm not like a huge Resident Evil fan by any stretch of the imagination. Like I said, Lex has played all of them, including like the revelations and all the little freaking, mm -hmm. you know, side story ones. Code Veronica. Right, right. I'm like, bro, how can you play this? But I, I, I digress. Anyways, seven was really good. And it's scary as shit if you it's play terrifying. it in VR. Oh my God, dude, we played it on PlayStation VR. It's fucking terrifying. I don't know why I thought that that was going to be a good idea to put. I played it myself in VR as well. Oh my God. Lex, Lex literally played half the game in VR. I'm like, how are you doing? How are you playing this in VR? This, this shit is scary as shit. Like, uh, I, I think that uh, once people get more, uh, once VR is more accessible to everybody, that game, Resident Evil 8, is going to be insane in VR. I hope they put it on Oculus or whatever else. That that would be really, really cool. Why Oculus? So, like, what's the difference between Oculus and VR? Because I never really looked much into that. O Oculus is just uh, one of the types of VR. It's the um, it's Facebook's machine. Oh, okay. I got gotcha, you. Yeah, gotcha. yeah, yeah. I, I can never get into Resident Evil, though. Like, I think I looked at... I think like the first horror game like I also started watching like doing a walkthrough was was Outlast like the one that like the whole so, game is kind of like first person like you have to have a camera and then like the night vision and camera I just imagine so that in VR I'll be shitting my pants oh my gosh I'm like y'all got me fucked up I'm like what the camera has a battery so that shit can't even go out so what I'm about to be walking around with like no camera no night vision I'm just walking around in the dark just hearing all these strange noise while somebody tries to mm. kill me and come after me. You guys can always come over and play it in VR over here. It'll be great. We should, uh, one of these days, we should make that like a, like an episode. We should be like, hey, I think we're kind of stepping away from the regularly scheduled programming, but also we're going to play some scary ass games and record it. And we just have someone narrate it and then like just have their reactions <laughs> of whoever's playing it. I love the idea. I love it. We we got to bring this to fruition one one of these days. That'll be associated with a you know future YouTube channel or whatever we decide to do. But uh, at the end of the the day, I am very excited to see what Resident Evil Eight has in store. Um, I'm sure when it's all said and done, I'll I'll give you guys the rundown and an official Adam review. Quick question though, Adam, um, about Resident Evil Eight. I forgot her name. I'm just gonna call her Lady D. Is she your type of woman? I heard she's like nine foot tall. She is. What was the actual height that I saw? I think she, I think they said she was like eight foot three or something like that. Well, it's the big show. I don't usually go for Andre the Giant sized woman, but you know. I just looked it up. So she is nine feet six inches tall. Oh, my God. <laughs> Amazon. I still haven't seen her in the game. I think her name is Lady Dimitrescu or Tresca? Dimitrescu? I don't know. Something like that. That's a very weird name, but I'm, uh, yeah. We'll see what kind of scad clothing she's wearing in this in this uh, adventure I have in store. And I'll let you guys know. Some people are funny. I, like, on YouTube, I see, like, just, like, a video. And I don't know why this is on my like on my feed but like you know spanking i'm just gonna call her lady d lady d and like so they just run around with like a fly swatter and they like run around her like just spank her in the ass and this guy kind of run away or they just keep doing it. i was like wow and that's all coming like the mods are about to have fun with this and i can definitely see that oh it's gonna get real dirty real quick 
I can't wait to see the mods. I've seen cosplay of her already. It's it's getting ridiculous, and it's only going to get worse. It's getting out of hand. The internet's undefeated once again. You can't win against the internet. Capcom is no different. But more power to them, because they actually recognized all the uh, appreciation for Lady D. And they're like, hey, um, she's supposed to be uh, scary, but we see the appeal. We'll get behind it. In that same vein, though, I think that it would be really fucking cool if they brought back Dino Crisis. That would be fucking awesome. Have you ever played a Dino Crisis? Never even heard of it. I never played it myself. You never heard of Dino Crisis? Nope. It's a PlayStation 1 classic. They had two of them, Dino Crisis 1, Dino Crisis 2. And it basically is Resident Evil, but with dinosaurs in it, except they replaced the zombies. <laughs> yeah, it was just dinosaurs. Yeah, pretty much. Was it a Dreamcast game? It was on Dreamcast too. Yep. Well, that's good. I, you know, me, I played it on PS1. So, but yeah, I digress. I, like I said, I, you, you know me, I love anything with, with a good dinosaur in it. That'd be cool. Why dinosaurs? Big sexy dinosaurs. What do you mean, Jamal? Anything with fucking dinosaurs is cool. Dragon Ball Z fucking horizon zero dawn why was dragon ball z the first thing jurassic park yeah jurassic park should not be the third thing that you think hey i apologize apologize. especially behind dragon ball it it was uh very disrespectful but uh (laughs) (laughs) no if there's one thing i know about dragon ball z it's the dinosaurs all right (laughs) off the super sands yeah we're not only watching it for the dinosaurs everything else is filler Everything else is filler. You're Who's right. Majin Buu? I'm looking for <laughs> I'm looking for fucking Falafasaurs or whatever the fuck. I wanted to say Tyrannosaurus. Yeah, like, where but... the fuck is Gohan's pet? Whatever his name is. I forgot what Gohan's pet name was, but where's he at? Like, that's the main character of this whole damn show, in my opinion. As it should be. Especially Chris's opinion. <laughs> With his love for dinosaurs. Um, so yeah, that's the video game stuff what do we got next yeah now it's time for some anime talk so we're going to continue talking about we're going to watch we're going to talk about episode two and i like this episode it definitely gave a lot more info episode two of what jamal well what are we watching i don't even know joran joran i don't know how to pronounce that first name but yeah i'm just gonna say i'm gonna say joran joran the princess of blood and snow and we finally got to watch the opening at the beginning of the episode. I think in the episode one, it showed up at the end of it. And I have a theory. I think like the way the episode first starts off, I think that at least, well, the way the opening starts off, I think the order in which um, Sawa is walking by those characters, I think that's the order that they're going to die in. Because she is walking, her face is like all bloody. And they have, I guess, those red flowers. And I just think so... The first order, it was Jin, Makoto, Elena, and then Asahi. So I think that's the order in which the characters are going to die. That's a good theory. Mm -hmm. They're definitely hinting at a lot. Like, after we had to rewatch the episode, I was like, geez, I missed so much the first time around. But uh, even in that, uh, further on in that first scene, they're, they're getting into like the assassination targets and um, they're, they're talking about how she survived and, and stuff, um, talking about Sewa. So it's like, there's lots and lots of plots going on right now. Like, wh- why do they want her to die? Like, wh- wh- what's really happening? Like, we've talked about it before and I'll be the first one to admit, I still don't have a fucking idea as to what's happening in this show especially after episode one, but episode two was like, okay, it seems like there's a little bit more direction here, but I was, when we first uh, hopped on and it was just me and Jamal, I did finish episode two, even though I was much further along than I thought I was. And I'm still a little, little lost. Like I said, last, uh, last time, I always pay attention more to like the art style and stuff and it looks great, but plot always kind of goes a little over my head sometimes. So I'm just waiting for it to click but maybe you guys can help fill me in tonight. Yeah, maybe. There is also one thing I want to point out from last episode, um, from episode one that we didn't talk about in the previous um, recording or podcast. 
I talked about this with you earlier, Chris. So remember when Sawa bought that book from that one boy that was like, you know, selling his book to her? Yeah, yeah. So I liked how the title of the book that she read, that she looked at was called Fighting Faith before she threw it in the trash. And I found that interesting. So I'm like, huh, I wonder if she's like, that's like her like rejecting her own fate or something or refuse. Like she thinks she's going to die since Wolfe talked about like whole purification thing or something. So I'm wondering if she's like kind of like rejecting like the chance to like change her own destiny. I mean, it's it's very possible, but she, you know, they they harped in on uh, telling us about her in her young age and what happened to her family, right? And then they they made sure to show us that blue blood and made sure to emphasize that they talked about how uh, they killed off her entire people, but then. In the last episode, we saw a demon with blue blood. So what does that mean? Like, what what's really going on? And then also, like I said, why are they trying to kill her? Does she know that her fate is that she's going to have to fight her comrades or like they're, they're going to try to kill her at some point? Like, I, I don't know if this is what, what's going to happen, but like, I feel like she, she has to kind of know that she's going to have to kill people that she, she cares about yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. But I mean, what? Are you saying that's from episode one? Are you talking about from this episode? Because they kind of address that in this episode. I mean, yes, they do address that in this episode. But at the same time, I'm just talking about per- from our perspective early on. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, I gotcha. Gotcha. What did they like um, explain in episode two? Kind of have an idea, but I can't really remember it. So, and this was during when they met with the treasurer in that one restaurant. And then they had to, like, when Sawa and Elena had to go rescue her. Mm-hmm. And then, mm-hmm. so, first, the treasurer is someone who works for new new agents. And this to give some more backstory. So, Sawa, Elena, Makoto, they're all new a- new agents, um, part of the government from Shogun Yoshinobu. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The treasurer has photographic memory similar to Taskmaster. Um, she just remembers information. She remembers what she sees and hears, whether she remembers it or not. And she demonstrates that by, you know, telling how to escape the tunnel, showing that she knows the exact layout of the tunnel. And then Sawa won information from the treasurer because the treasurer obviously remembers everything that happened that night. So at this point, we kind of know for sure that the main villain's name is Janome. And Janome is the person that killed Sawa's whole clan, um, the Katasumori clan up in the Iomi, like Iomi Mountains or something like that. And then that whole clan, they have a special type of blood and their blood is blue. And then so when Janome killed off the clan, I think took those person's powers. So now I'm assuming Janome has blue blood. And then those demons, they're referred to as changelings. The treasure even said that Janome was able to recreate the blue blood imperfectly, however, and that imperfection is known as the changelings. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that the blue blood is uh, very interesting in the fact that Sewala knows very little about it because she was so young when, when her parents were killed off, but she harnesses her skills and her powers with without flaw you know what i mean jamal well i mean that just took practice because we also remember like in that flashback of sawa and then when she when you know her clan died off and then when she first met Jin, and then she was training like when we saw that she was first trying to transform with the crow or raven i think it's a crow though when i remember at the end of the first episode she struggled like she normally does but she couldn't actually do her transformation so Jamal, how how old is Sawa? I know that it said that she was about like fourteen or sixteen when she. I forget exactly how old uh, the treasurer said she was, but the treasurer knew it off the back of her head. She was like, "Oh yeah, you you were born in uh, the year blah blah blah," and then you you by the time that you are uh, by the time that it was the year blah 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 she was already in in new that's what she she had said and it was like 14 years so i i want to know how old she is now <laughs> i got you i'll give you the whole detail so sawa karasumori even though her alias is sada yukimura 
does that get to protect her own identity? She was born December 7th, Meiji 46. And just to give a little more backstory, she was registered as a new agent on Meiji 60. Now, keep in mind that the time period that this whole story is taking place is Meiji 64. So Sawa is 18 years old. Oh, okay. Okay. So she's been, so she's only been an assassin for four years? Yeah, pretty much. That's she's like officially, yeah, officially registered as an assassin for four years. That's wild. And she's been putting in that smoke on everybody. Like everybody. So Adam, back to the animations. That fucking scene where she started slicing people up in the alley, that was crazy. She was quick with it. You know, I also find interesting, you know, this talk since we were talking about like the years, what I find interesting is that technically like in real life, Meiji 46 never actually happened. The highest Meiji Meiji only went up to year 45. Oh, really? Yeah, just gave a little history lesson. I, I didn't know. That's interesting. I, yeah, so, I was lo- I was looking so at it. This is, so this is alternate history. And a well, like, yeah, yeah that, that's that's the whole like setting is that like if uh I can't remember what, what the exact wording was, but like it was basically if this actually happened instead of not happening, then this would have been like an alternate, you know, kind of sci-fi style universe that they're setting themselves in. I can't remember. Uh it was like at the beginning of the first episode, it was like because it's like during world war ii time basically so they're never like if this didn't like if they didn't stop this from happening then this is basically the, the this would be the and, result <laughs> which makes sense actually now think about it because what um the shogun at the time is from the preceding period uh, well it'll be no during the edo period it went from the edo period then it went to the meiji area the meiji era so no, that's actually kind of interesting then. Kind of like an alter. Yeah, so you're right. If this didn't happen, then yeah, technically Shogun Yoshinobu would have continued succeeding, even though it probably wouldn't have been named as the Miji era, the Miji era. But yeah, that just kind of show how like what maybe past meets future in a sense and just kind of like meld those two together. I didn't know that I was gonna get in my Japanese uh history lesson today. I've been so pressed ever <laughs> since I saw that Netflix show. <laughs> I know, right? Uh, that that Netflix show is really good. Fucking uh, uh, Nabunaka. Yeah, the Battle of the Samurai. And also, when we ever get into Yasuke, the emperor at the time is em- is Emperor Nabunaga. Okay, so just so we're like clear, I just looked up like you know basically the overarching plot. Not to like spoil anything, obviously, but it's set in an alternate historical Japan, the 64th year of the Meiji area uh, era, so 1931 AD, where the shogun Tokugawa Yoshinobu continued to reign over Japan instead of handing over power to a prime minister. The nation of, of Japan discovered the dragon vein, which is that like uh, power source, oh, the uh, a unique energy source, as it says. Yeah within its own borders that allowed Japan to uh, dramatically increase its technological progress through the Edo period. So that's basically, I remember re- like seeing that, um, but I just totally slipped my mind. But that's where like all this crazy technology that we see is coming from. Okay. I, I love that it, uh, it's like, you know, retro futuristic in in the sense that we get all that that new technology is pretty fucking awesome um yeah the umbrella gun that that one always gets me every time she pulls it out i'm like yeah. yes hanakaze get him yeah that shit is awesome i will correct myself i said world war ii earlier i'm pretty sure it was like world war one like in between right yeah the the current time of the anime is between uh, world wars but it like started because I, I can't remember what year what year was it. So 1931, we're talking 64th year, but it actually ended in the 45th year. So that would be 19 years before. So we're talking uh, 1912? 1912 is like when the 45th year of the Meiji era actually ended. You know what? Whatever. Um, so that's cool. I have it. <laughs> I want to say, because the Meiji era ended on, what, July, ended in July of 19, yep, July 3rd of 1912 is when 
the Meiji era when that ruler passed away and it's the succession of the next. I think the next era was the Showa era. Yeah. Okay. Damn, we are getting super deep into our goddamn Japanese history. So let's get back into this goddamn episode. No, 1931 <laughs> is the Showa era, but after the Meiji era was the Taisho era. So what were you guys' thoughts about um about the treasurer and her character before uh she was quickly offed i kind of like how they made her plan but like made her blank you know how anime they like to like make characters like kind of looking over the top either colorful hair or spiky hair so she kind of looked very normal but she had a very i guess abnormal or unique ability or trait which was which is essentially photographic memory so i kind of like how they did that so she made her pretty important in a sense and why what happened in the episode in a sense had to happen or why she was so important it makes a lot more sense now because thinking back i don't know what it is about the show that makes it hard for me to follow on the first watch through but i think if i go back and watch the second episode after knowing everything that you know we've talked about i'm like ah Okay, now I'm starting to follow. There's a lot of information to give. It's very productive. Like everything is, the whole story is given through dialogue without exactly telling you like, okay, this is the whole main story, the mission, like what? I mean, I don't think this is shonen. And you know how shonen um, animes, you have like Naruto wants to become a Hokage, Black Clover, Wizard King, My Hero become the, become the number one hero. So you don't have that kind of direction in this one. Yeah, you know that there's revenge, but the whole story is not strictly, you know, getting her revenge. There's also a lot going on in the world that you have to follow. I love that point, Jamal. Not only in the plot lines of the story itself, but in the fucking world and shit. Like, uh, for instance, they try to throw so many things at us, Adam. That I think I think this is why it's hard for you to keep up because they are throwing a whole bunch of shit at us when they're sitting in inside the cafe um, and they're having their conversation. Uh, or they're li- they're really listening in on everything that's going on in the cafe, and there's like a radio or a TV playing in the background, and that's that's giving us information too about what's going on in the world. Um, I forget exactly what what the context of uh, of what they were talking about, but um, then going back to what's going on in in the world uh, specifically in Japan, when they go into the tunnel and uh, you know, they're, they're first just talking, her and Sewa, uh, I mean, the, the treasurer and Sewa, they're first just having their little talks. Uh, she's like, uh, where are we going, east or west? Well, I don't really want to go either either or because uh, there's bad shit going on all over Japan. Like, they, uh, there's there's uh, they're just killing off people over here because the jails are over flooded and... Uh, I forget what was going on in the West, but it was like a whole bunch of fucking shit. Like, like I said, they just throw shit at us. And then uh, also, uh, I want to pay attention to the animation so bad because it's uh, it's so well animated. And then the fight, the fights just happen out of nowhere sometimes. And you're like, what the fuck? Like, uh, I, I, like I said, I think it's that's why it's so hard for you to keep up because a lot of information is getting thrown at us. Yeah, it's it's weird because it's like it's both slow paced in terms of like, um, you know, uh, the development episode by episode, just judging off like the first two. But then at the same time, it's fast as shit paced because like they're expecting you to know all this background shit just by like reading. Well, I mean, anyone that can understand Japanese, like you don't have to read the subtitles, but like trying to catch up with what they're giving us. just by reading subtitles it's like oh my god dude i can't even like look at what else is happening because i'm just reading non-stop dialogue but when the dialogue stops and it's like a, a, it's a fight scene i'm like holy shit that is tough especially when uh when she like powers up or whatever she does and like the blue flame is like coming out of her mouth and it's like in between the flame you can see like her demon form or whatever we want to call it I'm like, dude, that is some clever animation right there. We had a full-blown conversation about this last time, and Jamal w- was asking me a Wolpe if it was a demon form. And we were like, hell yeah, it's a demon form. There's no way she's not a freaking demon or ha- or part demon. Well, I so, want to backtrack yes, this because you both had, I guess, a question was going on in the cafe because, you know, there was like a radio going on. And I actually, I, I did pay attention. Look, Jamal. 
First of all, you watched it three times. So don't say you paid See, it. So you watched, pay you watched it three times. <laughs> like as soon as I saw the ray, as soon as I noticed there was ray on the background, I'm like, this has to be somewhat important to, for the lore of the world. It's probably not as important for just like a first time watch through, but like to really understand what's going on everywhere, it probably is. So yeah, I ended up watching it three times. But anyways, so Japan is in trade negotiations with the United States, Britain, and France. And and there was something about the succession of um, Kyoto or Kyushu Island. And, you know, you have the foreign affairs, the Minister of Foreign Affairs, Hidanaga Masudaira. But anyways, I think the negotiations might be because of the natural resource, um, which is Ryumyaku. I forgot what you said it was, Adam. And I'm thinking that um, resource naturally occurs on that island. So why else would you be in trade negotiations? Because at least when they're going by, it was like some, they're making art, maintaining artificial Rimyaku. But if they're going to trade negotiating, then it might be that might be the highest abundance of that natural occurring resource. But I'm not 100 percent sure though. I think that they're going to uh, they're gonna play off of this later on, Jamal, and they're gonna have like some type of like this is going to come up later on like one of their targets is going to be one of the ambassadors that were at that meeting or something i guarantee Mm, that'll be oh that'll be good that'll be good you're playing with foreign powers then okay i like that i don't think that they just do stuff for no reason in this anime i think that they have everything for a reason oh yeah it's gonna get deep so before we get to the end of the episode and what it's setting up, I did want to briefly talk about the animation just in general. It's like like imitating old school anime, like the character designs, like how their their features are kind of like more rounded. If you look back at like Astro Boy or whatever, and then also what is like the like that classic anime? If you are talking, we cannot hear you. <laughs> <laughs> and your face is frozen, at least for me. I don't know about you, Chris. Oh, my God. The, the, we, we caught him in the how perfect. About, how about now? Perfect. All right, there we go. <laughs> okay, perfect. Good. All right, well, yeah. No, I was just saying, like, it's it, it feels like the, the animation style feels like an homage to, like, old school anime, like, character designs and stuff, but then also has, like, the super fast-paced, like, fighting uh animation of newer shows um and it really like i said i i don't i'm not sure if i'm really on board with it but i'll I'll, like i don't hate it it's just taking a minute for me to like recognize that it's like a brand new show oh i'm i'm a fan adam i'm a fan of the animation i love it i like it too i like how they go at least i like their direction i like when they're doing dialogue i like the animation in that and i like when they're fighting maybe they add like i guess more fast paced fight scenes at least what the newer anime kind of focuses on it'll be a lot easier to follow the story but the dialogue to help drive the story and i guess the whole plot instead of just having fight like enough fight scenes because we've seen the fight scenes usually happen at the end of the episodes everything during the beginning and the middle is all dialogue as as we talked about they really expect you to have either had a fucking japanese history lesson or go, gone on your own and fucking read up and at least know what, what's going on during this time period and know what, what's going on in the world like and they they want you to like like i said they do, they don't have to uh have radio dialogue playing in the background while there's dialogue of, of other people talking you know what i mean they, they did that for a reason they didn't just put that in there and they don't have to tell us what's going on in Japan as far as all the bad shit that's that's happening in Japan. But they they make an emphasis to tell us about that. So, like we talked about, it's a uh, it's definitely interesting. And back back to the animation, I think that um, I like the animation so much because it is an homage to old school anime, and uh, we don't get to see that. Uh, that style come back and and a lot yeah really it, it it doesn't come back so i and i appreciate it that that it's so grounded as well like uh 
all of the all the motions are believable like even even when it goes to that fast pace oh she's kicking ass all the, all the motions look fluid i think so I, I i just enjoy it i mean i definitely like i said it, it's not i definitely don't hate it i actually do like it um but it's i think it's just me kind of breaking out because like i said i haven't really been keeping up with anime for like the longest time so when I do, I come back and I'm watching Naruto, I'm watching Dragon Ball, I'm watching My Hero. A lot of those shows, they're, they're different in ways, but like for the most part, you see like guys that are super ripped or like super just like uh, the lines on their faces are all like very particular, very just straight. But with this show, the character design reminds me a little bit of like Akira. What, that's what I was thinking about uh, before. It's like an old school kind of like feel to the uh, designs. But like you guys have have said, like it's not about super cool animation the entire time. Like like a show that really de- depends on the fighting. Like it, it's more grounded in reality to a to a degree. But also, um, it's like no, it's just like there's like revenge. So let's worry about that. And no one's going super sane in the show. To a degree is right. How Elena is gonna deflect all those bullets with a whip? I hope I'm the only one that noticed that. I'm like, how? Like, I thought this was realism. He's deflecting everything. I mean, yeah, you know, you have changing everything. But I figure everybody's abilities outside of something that was obviously a given was more realistic. But as soon as I saw her deflecting all those bullets, I'm like, all right. All right. So I get, so this is where more of the action We're going back to something that I guess a lot more people can kind of relate to with the newer animes or that over-the-top, like, abilities. I mean, Sewa is a demon, Jamal, so... But her blood is special. You're, you're right, but they're supposed to be an elite group of assassins, right? So why, why not? Well, it wasn't It wasn't Sewa uh, hitting the bullets away with her whip. No, it, it was uh, Hanakaze. Right. Do we think that her and the guy that she was with, I can't remember his name. Makoto. Makoto. Are they also, like, demons or whatever? Or are they just, like... They just have superpowers of their own or what? Good question. We have to wait to see their backstory because I'm pretty sure, at least Makoto, I know there was like one scene in the opening where it looked like him. I think like, what? maybe he killed like his family or something. He was in some building, at least if I'm thinking that was him. He was in some building. He had the sword in his hand. His face was all bloody. So I want to see his backstory because it seemed like he's all very much into dark people. Like he even helped. He's helping Asahi kill Sawa. Mm-hmm. He's in love with Sawa because, you know, she's stronger and she's in more in danger than everybody else, you know, his words. So I think he has an interesting backstory that I can't wait to see like yeah, where that goes. He's definitely a weird character. And I want to see why, like you said, he's so infatuated with Sawa and uh, her situation and why he's so like um buddy buddy with um the director he he was like he was like acting like he like he knew all the information and everything was all good between like while Sewa was you know in her bookstore doing her her uh her little cover story and who knows where Hanakaze is do, doing her own fucking thing, but he is stayed back with the master who's giving out all the, the, the goddamn plans. Why is he the master's puppet, so to speak? You know, I want to know more about that and why he he's so involved in everything that's that's happening. That's a good point. Well, hopefully, maybe in the next couple episodes we'll get some more backstory on that. I need it. But we don't have much backstory on we don't have much backstory on Jin. We don't have backstory on anybody. We only really have backstory now on Sawa and Asahi. And at least how those two became together. Wait a minute. Makoto's a a girl. Really? Nani? Nani? Uh I don't know. I hope this doesn't spoil like just a very masculine girl because she definitely if that's a girl, she definitely wears a suit. All right. I'm not surprised though because what in um season two of Kakeguri. Have you guys have you seen um season two of Kakeguri, Chris? Yep. All right. So spoiler warning. Time out, time out. I'd say skip about one minute if you don't want to hear a spoiler from Kakeguri. I'm just going to say this one thing. One character in Kakeguri that you think is a guy is actually a girl. That's all I'm going to say. 
Huh. It, hap- it happens in My Hero too, so. <laughs> and it happens in My Romantic Teen Comedy. So, you know, I'm not even surprised. Not at all. Hmm. Now I'm thinking about who you're talking about in My Hero, which I probably should know you've by seen, now. You've seen them. It happens in My Hero. See, now, yeah. I, now I have to think. Who are you talking about? Wow, I don't. Yeah, who are you talking about? They get blown up. What season does this occur in? In season four, they get blown the fuck up. This is a villain? Yes. Uh, it's like get it's like guess who all right i'll tell you guys it's big sister i don't know who that is yet yeah, yeah you do know. yeah you do you guys know who that is i have i don't think i've gotten it the yeah you've gotten to it because you're past the fucking she's a key fight so you've gotten to it the the motherfucker all right spoilers for for uh my hero now the the motherfucker who she's a key blew up when they when he went into the league of villains for the first time and then they were all mad about oh, it oh that's a girl yes oh <laughs> a- oh okay yeah. you know what that kind of like just flew by me when i first saw it i'm like huh and i'm like all right i'm done thinking about this i <laughs> uh, no 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 um not blew up I, no fully blew up did they yeah. i think so yeah okay yeah. no i think i thought it was just an arm but that was the other person that was the person with the marble ability Okay. I'm done thinking about this. Chizuki <laughs> blew him or blew her the fuck uh, up yeah, all okay. the way up. Yeah, it was it was pretty nasty. I was like, oh my yeah. god, what the hell? Chizuki was, was way OP. But all right, so all right. Now, over. Yeah, now now we're done with the spoilers. So, uh, what was her name? What's the what's the blonde girl's name? Elena Hanakaze. Hanakaze. Okay, so at the end, you know. Again, if you guys haven't seen this episode and you want to or whatever, then, you know, we're going to talk about the end of the episode. So uh, skip ahead. Uh, let's go more than 30 seconds this they time. They shouldn't even like... be listening to this podcast. Yeah, this if is what we're, we're talking if about. you have it. not watched episode two, you have not, you how, should not how, be listening. How, you should, how, do you, how, would they be, how would you be this far into listening and realize that, Everything we're talking about is a spoiler for this episode. Fair enough. <laughs> and, and, Fair. Unless you just really like li- listening to us. <laughs> yeah, then like feel free, you know? Probably not. We have our discussions, but yeah, like everything's a spoiler. So at the end, and she she kills um, the... Treasurer. Yeah, oh, the treasurer, right. That was like Sewa's like best way to find out like who killed her family, right? Mm. So, and then she's just like, oh yeah, your son's already dead too. Like, Jesus, what what is happening? Why are you being hold so... Hold on, hold on, hold on, Adam. But what, what language does she say that in? What do you mean? You don't remember? I know this show's in Japanese, Adam, but you know, she didn't say it in Japanese. <laughs> oh, I, I had my volume down because I was just like, did she say it in English? Oh, yes, she, she did. did. She said it in English. She said it in, in plain English. I was like, oh my God. So she's an American. I think she might be. Blonde, like she's blonde. In, in an anime, anyone who's blonde is American. That's just how it works. That's and, what I thought too. And also a shooter. Yeah, because in the first episode, she spoke English too. With that one dude, when they're in like that whole ball or party, or whatever, when they were trying to plan to assassinate that um, first dude. Mm, she, wow. Yeah, no, I'm definitely has... going to have to go back and like rewatch. But uh, wow, that's fucking crazy. Um, yeah, it, it was great. So she killed the treasure and then Say was just like, why did you do that? And she's like, because I fucking wanted to, dog. <laughs> <laughs> She gave that smug look like, why the she fuck not? Stared her down like, you gonna do something about it? <laughs> I, I'm pussy? I'm pussy? She straight up was just <laughs> fucked at her. Oh, so my. I'm actually pumped to see like what happens in the next episode. Yeah, maybe there'll be a, maybe the next episode will start with a whole fight scene between the two. If it does, if they get to clapping and that action is where it's at, I can't wait. Yeah, that's that's gonna be dope. And then my whole theory would be wrong if Elena dies. Right. Your old theory would be out the window. <laughs> like shit. But if Elena and her do fight, then it's definitely Elena. Elena's about to go. Elena's about to go. Oh yeah. No, yeah, for sure. The whole like Dang, this is like the shortest series I ever watched. Two episodes, like three episodes. Damn, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> There's only f- uh, five episodes right now. There's six right now. There, I think uh, they come out on Wednesdays. Yeah, it just came out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. All right. There is one other thing I want to touch on that, of course, that I started of to notice. So we'll make it quick. I got Chipotle lady. So when whenever Sawa begins to enter and fight, you, do you guys notice how she begins to like 
repeat some lines. So when she first starts into a fight, she'll start by saying you who would violate the foundation of what makes a man dwell now into the blue that surges within. And then that's how she, and then after she says that, she goes into her transformation, like the crow shows up and then she goes into her transformation. And then after that, she'll she'll continue to say the same line. She's continue to repeat, you know, like a prayer or something. And then she says something along the lines of like uh, that she's that you're basically not about to stop her from getting her revenge. Type shit. Yeah, she said, "I will not die in a place like this. I do not pity you, nor do I hate you. But for the sake of my vengeance, you must die." There you go, cryptic ass. And then after that. And then after that is when it changes between, you know, when she, I guess, fights a changeling or maybe when she fights anybody or after she transforms. Because from episode one and episode two, it changes. In episode one, she said, why amidst the pitiless white snow, a fleeting dream is scattered. The path back leads only to hell. I have no regrets. And then in episode two, she said, birds fly to live. In pursuit of flight, they harm others and are hurt themselves. But once they're in the air, there is no light. You can seek vengeance on me in the afterlife. Mm. So you're about to keep track of this and you're going to have to uh, tell us what this poem says at the end. <laughs> yeah, because I actually found it interesting. I'm like, hold on a second. I'm like, I think after the second time I watched it, I was like, why do I feel like I've seen this before? And then like after rewatching the first episode, and then watching second episode, like again, I'm like, okay, so it's the same. Then it changes when she gives that little poem when the actual writing shows up on the screen. Mm. After she kills the changing, then she'll just say like her whole. I wonder if it's a haiku. I'm gonna have to look that up. If it is a haiku, I know there's different forms of a haiku. With the most right. common one being five seven five. Mm. I think there might be difference, but I'm gonna have to look that up though. There, there might, there might be a di- some different haikus. And even if it's not a haiku, it might just be a poem and it might not be finished. It might be finished once we, once we see all these goddamn episodes. Finished when she dies. I wonder if this is going to be a one-off or like if if uh, we're seeing multiple seasons of this or what. It's going to be interesting to see what, what, they, what they do because this story is uh, definitely a lot already. A lot to chew on. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if it's a one-off, but if it goes to like like at most, I could probably see them stretching to twenty four because they're getting a lot of information each episode. It's not like other animes where you get like the action that kind of like speaks for themselves, but you don't really get much information. You get that information over a long period of time, but in this one, you're getting a lot of information just right off the jump in each episode. Right. Be. I mean, honestly, I feel like I'd like it more if it was just one season. Mm-hmm. It has that vibe to it, but. Who knows? I think it's gonna be one season as well, but I just wanted to hear you guys' thoughts on it so far. I think it's gonna be a one-off, but I also kind of hope that I'm wrong because I'm enjoying it a lot. I don't know how they do it. Like definitely, just the way it's going right now, thirteen episodes max. If she doesn't get her revenge for some reason this episode, then then that's a lot of information that's gonna have to keep on giving. Then at most, I can see two seasons, but any more than that, I feel like it would be overkill. Yeah. I agree. So really quickly, uh, what's you guys' grades on episode two? Are you guys more intrigued by the show from episode one to episode two? Do you guys like it less now? Do you guys like it the same? How you feeling? Um, I didn't hear literally anything that you just said. He wants us to give like our opinions or a grade. You know, you know, the teacher and him has to like, he wants to, he wants a grade on the episode. I do. Did we, did we ever give a grade for episode one? Yeah, Wolf was here for uh, episode one, so he gave a grade, but you didn't give yours. You can give your synopsis for episode one to episode two, if you would like to. I'm going to do a full synopsis. I'll just go for episode one for me personally, because it, it just felt kind of disjointed and like it did, it did an okay job in introducing um but i feel like it could have been a little bit more fluid and you know pinpointed so with that said i'll probably go like c plus for episode are we going like percentages or no we went letter grade okay all right so yeah i probably go c plus for episode one episode two was more uh along the lines of what i wanted out of it um so i'll probably go i think it was a solid like b um there were some parts that really got me thinking holy shit this is gonna be awesome and then there were other parts where it's like now i'm kind of 
not really following it very well, but maybe that's just because I'm an idiot. So I don't know. I'll give episode two a B plus. Definitely better than episode one. Like episode one for me felt like it dragged on. But episode two went by quick as shit. I'm like, oh damn, it's over already. Right. Like I didn't even have to like I never felt like it was dragging on, like, okay, when's this gonna end? I was like, damn, like, all right, it's already over. And it definitely made me want to I didn't mind rewatching it because it went by so fast and there was so much information I had to like pay attention while in episode one there wasn't really a lot of information it was just showing who each character was but since nothing was really going on it just yeah like i said it just dragged on i think i have to listen i think in like episode one i probably gave like what b minus or b episode two i give like a b plus maybe an a minus but it was definitely a, a lot better than episode one i think that i'm somewhere in between the both of you and i'm gonna say that i'm gonna give it a, a definitive B, B minus for episode two. Um, I like, like I said, I keep I keep going back to the animation that I'm definitely enjoying. I enjoy all of that, but I think that they threw entirely too much at my goddamn head for that first round, and then the second round I was able to absorb a lot more of it. But that first one, I was just like, bam, 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 information left, right, left, right, and then. And then I was trying trying to fucking watch the the fucking gorgeous animations, and I'm getting bombarded with information. Like, god damn it, let me watch my pretty ass show. But beyond that, it's an excellent show. Sounds like between the three of us, we went B minus, B right in the middle, and then uh, actually no, we went. Was it you gave a B plus, right, Jamal? Yeah, like B plus, maybe an A minus, but I think I'm more leaning on the B plus side. Okay, so so two B pluses, one B minus. We'll just settle with the solid B for episode two. Okay, that's of fair. Jorian, Princess of Snow and Blood. I feel like Blood and Snow would have rolled off the tongue better. Yeah, but they're not worried about that at all. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> not at all. I just have to remind myself to say Snow and Blood rather than Blood and Snow first whenever I say the title. Well, they'll catch on either way we say it. It is a very long-winded title, but uh, in any case... Yeah, like, who the hell is Jordan? Who is Jordan? It's Jordan, not Jordan, Chris. Until we see the character, it's Jordan Jamal. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be a running gag. We addressed this last episode, too. Yeah, we did. I said that I was going to have a double-double in, uh, in names wrong, so... Hopefully people out there are counting. I, I'm I'm terrible, but I'll get there, Adam, eventually. At least we got Hanakaze right. At least I did get Hanakaze <laughs> right this episode. We all did. That's a fun name to say. Before we're saying Hana, Hanake. No, even Hana would have been right, because that's how Suki, a.k.a. Makoto, addressed her in the show. But we, mm. I just, I said Hanake, and then that's what we rolled with until we finally looked up the wiki. Right. Well, I think we've we've uh, laid a lot on the table and we came to a definitive grade for episode two. And with that said, Otaku Street out. Otaku Street out.